Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 19. In today's show, we'll be talking with Ed Mann, author of Transitioning the Enterprise to the Cloud, a Business Approach. Ed's book has become an Amazon number one new release, and as a result of his extensive experience in data communications and information technology services in both the academic and business world, Ed is going to be talking with us about the implementation of a cloud data strategy in your business, including the risks, complexities, and benefits. Good morning, Shai. Good morning, Craig. Man, it's great to have you back. How was vacation? It was so good. I don't yeah. want to hear it. I don't want to hear it already. <laughs> what what happened? Uh, you know, I just got to go into the mountains and play around on my snowboard for a few days with some really great friends. And it's one of those things that I do that can still make me feel like a child now and then. And yeah. it's great to just go out and be playful and make some turns in the sunshine. And I absolutely loved it. Oh, man. Decompress. So. Yeah, it's a great way to recharge your batteries. So getting away from the business and the college, um, how did it go? Well, you know, it was kind of cool because the way we can access data now really creates some space, but you have to be careful how you use it. Now that we can get our data from everywhere, that can really intrude on your vacation. So I try to set up a few barriers before I leave. And how did it go? So it actually went pretty well. What I did was I had a bunch of papers to grade and I was able to access you know, those documents online. And I was able to actually work on those on the aircraft on the way out. And I knew I would have six hours of relatively uninterrupted time. So I was able to go heads down and knock out all those papers on the way. And it's just amazing how simple it is to do that and be done with that and then put in your vacation autoresponders and really shut off your brain for a few days. Oh, that was fantastic. Well, you think about 10 years ago, it was like going to the moon, right? You had to carry all like extra bags with you just to accomplish a task like that. Yeah. And then the communications and the reliability or the ability to even find some linkage or some communications capabilities in remote sections. Yes. And with, you know, software as a service and all these different models, you know, we use Hootsuite here at Business Owners Radio to publish some of our social media posts. And you can queue that up in advance, of course. That's the beauty of it. You schedule that in advance. You can schedule the blog posts in advance. So if you can get good about strategically managing your time, it's amazing what cloud computing has really done for us, almost without us realizing it. It's become second nature and just part of our language. Yeah, you can imagine trying to support all of that with your own company these days. The cost of having your own data centers would be phenomenal. Oh, gosh, yeah, and the cost of maintaining them. It wasn't that long ago you needed, you know, even a small business would need a full-time IT professional just to manage the hardware and, of course, be there for when things break. And some owners are still doing that today, working in that technical mode while the business really needs the strategic side of that equation. Yeah, it's a real challenge. There's so many things that we take for granted, especially for businesses that have come up in the last you know, five or six years where there's been so many great software as a service models and, of course, cloud computing overall in terms of document and data storage. 
a lot of those folks are able to adopt that out of the gate and they save so much infrastructure and startup. The challenge is, though, for older businesses, and again, I'm not talking about old, old businesses. I'm talking about businesses that are maybe older than five years ago. A lot of them still have one foot grounded in local server-based, hardware-based technology. And you know they're experimenting with different cloud services, but they find themselves with some of their data siloed. Sometimes it's hard to get. Sometimes they have protocols that don't communicate. And I know you've seen this with your clients too, Craig. Sure. The decision, what needs to come first? Well, the easy side, of course, is the email, project management, and calendar. Those are pretty ubiquitous out there for applications. But then feeling comfortable with releasing their data to a service provider who's going to be taking care of it and making sure it's available 24 by 7 worldwide. And then they've got this angst about being internet dependent and the possibility of having to have multiple channels of internet into their organization and making sure their service level agreements are tuned up so that they are able to have reliable communications with their cloud on an ongoing basis. You know, and a lot of established business owners that we work with, many of them are certainly not digital natives and they struggle with this new language. It's definitely a case of you don't know what you don't know Hmm. and it makes it hard to make a decision. Yeah, it's really a baby steps mode going to kill yourself if you do it all at once. And so it requires a strategic plan to be able to decide, okay, we're going to go cloud on this particular application and then get that working well and then migrate from there. And there's a lot of mythology surrounding this and bad data out there. And even when we talk about security, which of course is a hot topic, and you and I have talked about that on the show many times this year already, and you know, to secure your own system just because you have it on site, it does not make it more secure. That's true. Even when you've got your data on site and you may have physical security, your access may be vulnerable by other organizations around the world. So there's no easy answer, but the cloud with a great service provider can actually increase the amount of security that you have for your data. Yeah, and it really transmits to the bottom line. You know, becoming more efficient and flexible and productive translates, not surprisingly, to the bottom line. And there's a report that was published last August, the Small Business Cloud Barometer Report from 2015. Over 750 interviews conducted with small businesses in the U.S. through a web-based panel between February and March of 2015. And all of these companies had less than 50 employees, and all of them reported major growth in their revenue. On average, 25% additional revenue growth compared to cloudless contemporary companies. Mm, They're able to focus the resources they have to the actual ROI that they're looking for in the business rather than the infrastructure. Makes for a far more efficient environment. Yeah, and results like that are really hard to deny. Absolutely. Well, let's bring on our guest today. Our guest today is Ed Mann. He directs the enterprise-wide architecture and operations of Kent State University's information technology systems. Ed is a communications and information technologies expert and author of Amazon's number one new release, Transitioning the Enterprise to the Cloud, a Business Approach. Good morning, Ed. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Well, thank you. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Great topic today, one that is really close to my heart after decades in the IT and telecom industries. I'm glad to see your book, Transitioning the Enterprise to the Cloud, a Business Approach. Ed, what inspired you to bring this book out? 
with so many years of experience, I've seen fads and and real hits in transformation within IT. And this one looked to me as a really, really transformational change in the way we manage and deliver the service of information technology. And so the real challenge would be how to orchestrate the transition from a premise-based environment in company data centers to the cloud. And so that's the inspiration is to help and add guidance and help avoid some pitfalls along the way. That's a great contribution you brought forward. Before we get into where we are in today's usage of the cloud in business, let's go back a couple decades for our listeners and ask you, what was it like before the cloud? Well, that's a good question. I've been managing IT now for several decades. It has been and, and actually continues to be. We may talk about the actual level of implementation of the cloud as of to date, but surprisingly for tier one uh, core resources that IT shops and, and major corporations or small corporations alike, um, very small amounts of it have um, transitioned to the cloud. In fact, IDC indicates of the 600 billion we spend a year managing IT, only 9% of it has moved to the cloud. And that's another way of saying that is most of our important enterprise-wide applications, if you're in manufacturing, that that lends you to be able to manage manufacturing if you're in retail, ditto. Um, and then the baseline elements of cutting checks, payroll, onboarding, you know, human resources, most of that has not moved to the cloud yet. So uh, just a sidebar that the transition for the real core items, I'm not talking about electronic mail or collaborative workspace like Google Drive and Google Apps and Docs or Dropbox or what have you, but for the core um, tier one elements, they haven't moved yet, in fact. But when you look back a few years, you find that building our own data centers was our only choice. During the last 10 years, we have outsourced the management of our own capital resources in a hosted solution, kind of co-located at someone else's data center. But that was really more of an outsourcing decision. And so I think what we find is the reason there's been such a shift or what it's been like prior that we're trying to improve, first and foremost, and this is one of the key staples in the book, is I underscore the importance of how we, our staff spend their time. And so I actually use in the book an activity-based costing cost management system to get grounded on what your current costs are because therein lies what the value proposition may be in the cloud. But what we find is that, frankly, pride of ownership of all these assets doesn't necessarily translate to getting closer to your customer, enhanced profits, more efficiencies. And so doing the plumbing in a data center is not only capital intensive, but it obligates your staff to manage more of the non-customer facing, the less profitable types of activities that they could otherwise. So it's been us running the store, soup to nuts, the data center and whatnot, and realizing that there's significant opportunity cost associated with running your own. So that's been what the last several decades has looked like for us. And the cloud provides us an opportunity to move to more variable costs than just capital expenditures that are, are more fixed and, and more rigid. Ed, in your book, you outline sort of a cloud strategy and going forward. Is there a starting point or a minimum size of business? When will a business know they really start needing a cloud strategy? I think it's, it's actually independent of the size of the company. 
if anything, a smaller company has less staff typically, and and possibly they're jacks of all trades. And so you really want staff specialization in key areas, whether it's information security or building mobile web apps uh, that's more strategic or what have you. So I think it applies for companies of all sizes, small, medium, and large, and definitely for companies that are just starting out. Ed, we're a business owner that's trying to figure out how to best leverage the cloud services that are available where do they start? I mean, a lot of our listeners likely have some portion of their data in the cloud or they're using some software as a service type applications, but some of that can be not used in sort of a holistic way in terms of a strategy. If they're trying to evaluate how to use this better, where would they start? One place to start is to sit down and define what problems you're currently experiencing. What things are you not good at? What things are at the end of their life cycle, maybe software applications, for example? What things are labor-intensive that you wish you didn't have to do? What cloud providers might be able to provide a better service than you can do for yourself? So that's one component that's more internally driven is to decide where to start, is to get grounded on what your current problems are, what you're good at, what you're not. The other is, is there's a plethora of data out there um, from YouTube videos to the cloud giants have wonderful tutorials. They've really been wise about this. So by the giants, I mean Amazon Web Services, Google, Workday, Salesforce, Microsoft, what have you. They have documentation, video and written, that will level your learning curve is exactly what the opportunity is. So if, for example, you had a short list of half a dozen items that you felt you wanted to improve upon in the management of your IT, and then you listened to some of these tutorials or read some white papers from these cloud giants I just mentioned, I think you could begin to do a fit gap between where your current problems are and how the cloud could lend itself well. What mistakes do you see people make? Well, one would be is that you're going to save money. For years, I don't use the word IT and save in the same sentence, no matter what we're talking about. And I think that definitely applies to the cloud. Though you can move from more rigid fixed cost to more variable cost, and that's a definite budgeting win. And though you can get capacity on demand and minimize the unused capacity that you currently have in your data center, and those translate to more efficient operations and savings, you'll likely have to repurpose some of your staff that will consume additional resources. For example, when you decide to put some of your key elements in the cloud, you'll want to spend even more time on the ongoing relationship with those vendors. Now, some companies are better than others, but for myself, I know that I often don't manage the vendor relationship as well as I should. And I think the stakes are a little higher when you put all your chestnuts in the cloud. Um, And so I think you'll need a vendor relationship. I also think you'll need a cost accountant. When you start looking at translating costs in a fixed data center to variable costs in the cloud, and then further have to understand how those costs translate from the pricing models the cloud offers, you're going to want to have someone that's really good with numbers. So translating different pricing models that the different cloud providers have 
into cost and then drawing a relationship between those costs in the cloud to what you have in your own data center will require that kind of person. And most of us have that on staff. It's just we're going to have to sharpen our skills. I would look for agility and faster innovation. And so when you start looking at where the benefits are, opportunity cost associated with better utilization of our staff, getting closer to your customer or getting quicker at building mobile web apps, those sorts of things is a clear benefit of reducing the opportunity cost of your staff doing plumbing-related work. And then the other is to position yourself when you get smart about what these pricing models are to reduce the unused capacity. And then also it has some additional features like it ramps up. So if you're a retail provider and you have additional sales on Christmas Eve, for example, or at peak periods of time through the course of the year, you can get that added capacity in real time on demand. And that's not something that we can do in our own data centers. We, we can't buy equipment, install it, and, and gear it up instantaneously. And so that's another opportunity for you to look at. And are there some examples of businesses that maybe should not be using the cloud? Well, I think they're few and far between. If I think about the past few years, one obstacle has been that of information security. So the idea that the cloud is not secure. Now, as time has gone forward, I think that's been, that concern has been diminished. And I would even go a step farther and say that some of the cloud giants take Google and Amazon do it better than we do in our own data centers. And by that, I mean, they often have better staff specialization Also, they have a lot to lose in terms of their business viability. If they were to have a breach, it's not likely they'd get additional business. So I would encourage anyone on the obstacle of security to take a look at their white papers and form your own opinion. I recall reading, and I don't remember the author off the top of my head, but his analogy was the cloud is like that of the electrical grid of a couple hundred years ago. It may be that we were building our own widgets and generating our own electricity. And then all of a sudden we look out and all we have to do is plug into the electrical grid. And you know that most all of us have done that. We don't find value in generating our own electricity. It's not our core competency as a rule. It's not what we're trying to make a revenue or profit on. So if you translate that analogy to the computing grid or the cloud, I would submit that 10, 15 years from now, the preponderance of services will be in the cloud. Ed, what are some examples of where the cloud really shines? Well, I think in the data management space, it has several dimensions and opportunities associated with it. By data management, you know, if you step back and say, why are we investing in information technology? There are several reasons, but one for sure is to provide access to information. Information is power. Information is strategic. And then we also know as members of the workforce that there's so much information available to us that we've got to learn how to categorize, index it. And then with the advent of social media and that unstructured data, it's very data intensive. And so we have to store that somewhere. And so if you step back and take a look at how you might be able to use the cloud, I would think it's the sweet spot in many ways of the cloud, that of storage. So, for example, let's say that you've decided that you want to mine unstructured data from social media because you think that will give you more intelligence as to how your customer thinks of your products and and that can translate to selling more product. It would make no sense to 
procure a software package that would crunch those data from social media. Instead, given that Hadoop is the engine that does that, you would likely just secure a Hadoop distribution, as it's called, the service offering from a cloud provider. And there are several that provide really good Hadoop engines. And then along with that, another element of the storage or the data management environment is that the cost of storage. And that is another area that the cloud shines because take Amazon, they'll sell archiving storage, that which has a slow retrieval, uh, for less than a half a penny a gig. Well, we can't buy it, install it, and manage it for that in any way, shape, or form. They also have faster retrieval than just that kind of a product. But when you step back, you realize that from a data management point of view, you have the example I just mentioned, which is to gain access to unstructured data and make sense of it that comes from social media. You have the traditional storage, what to do with it between when it's not used very often and it doesn't meet your records retention policy to disposal. And so you want to have cheap storage that you can just park it until that retention schedule comes up. You also have some other housekeeping related matters like backup and disaster recovery. So you'll want to do sequential backups of your data for fear if your systems were to break, you won't lose any data. And then there's disasters of monumental proportion, a tornado, a hurricane, what have you, and you want to be properly prepared for that. So you want to have the service in the cloud that has all of your data plus the service that you could restore quickly. So there's three or four applied use cases as it relates to storage. And as I said, I think storage is one of the sweet spots in the cloud. That wraps up our show today. Ed, thank you for joining us today. We really enjoyed speaking with you. Well, thank you very much. I've enjoyed the conversation a great deal. Thank you again for the invitation. And is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Sure. I think given that what we're discussing is a transformation from one service delivery model to another, good old-fashioned to-do lists or checklists are always valuable, and I'd be happy to provide some of those. For example, at the end of the day, cloud is outsourcing, and so Developing a sourcing strategy is important, and inherent in that sourcing strategy is making sure you have the current and well-known service-level agreement components, but also a few that are unique and new to the cloud, and I'd be happy to provide that as well. Sounds great, Ed, and thank you. My pleasure, and I'd also make mention that the book has other to-do lists and other checklists that you might find helpful as your listeners transition their service delivery model to the cloud. Sounds great, and thank you. Our guest today has been Ed Mann, author of Transitioning the Enterprise to the Cloud, a Business Approach. You can learn more about Ed and download a copy of Ed's Cloud Sourcing Strategy, along with the links to his book, in the show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and... Of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.